Okay, I don't know how to start. I've never started a podcast before. This is, this is new for us, so bear with us. Here. I remember the days when people were like, Jimmy, I, I like that you do videos, but please, never do a podcast. And here you are. And here I am doing it. I always said I would never do this. I was like, don't, there were people were like, don't lower, don't do because everyone does it. And now we're doing a podcast, but we're doing it on something that I think deserves to be talked about. And something that we actually enjoy talking about and we would actually want to hear. And uh, it's very topical because apparently they're bringing this thing back we haven't said yet. There, uh, there's talk. It hasn't been confirmed hasn't yet. hasn't been confirmed. But, I'm, uh, uh, my fingers are crossed, though. I think it's a great idea. I know they've already kind of done it in comic book form, which is more of a hint of what we're about to announce this podcast is. So it is a reboot to Murder, She Wrote. Starring the Miss Angela Lansbury. The, reprising uh, her role as Jessica Chambers. The, the She Wrote person i'm not sure who that lady's name was mrs potts, mrs. potts. <laughs> there you go tale as old as time people are just beside themselves with anticipation what are we talking about? even though they know what the, they heard the little intro i put together so they know what this is about what is it about brandon it's about batman the animated series from the early to mid 90s b-t-a-s is what the uh the nerds is it did i say that right b-t-a-s batman yeah batman the animated, the animated series. series yeah that actually works when perfectly. you see it online people People try to make it shorter. They say BTAS, so that's what we're going to do there. And what we're going to do on each episode, we're going to recount. We're going to go back and uh, check out the HBO Max where you can find Batman the Animated Series now streaming. And we're going to watch each episode in order and recap each one. The next time that you'll be listening to us, we'll be talking about the pilot, which was the Cat and the Claw Jimmy was supposed to watch it today, but he Let's did not. Let's not bring that up. There was a uh, whole he, snafu. He I, I, I keep, different episode. I keep getting the Man Bat episode. We'll talk about that when we get to it. That will, yeah, that'll be explaining the Man Bat episode. But see, I think some people, some people are saying to themselves, why these two guys? Why am I listening to a podcast with these two guys talking about Batman? We have nothing to do with Batman, the animated series. Why do we feel like we're the ones that should be able to talk about it? Why do you feel like you should be the one to talk about Batman? Well, I, I feel like we're uh, we're qualified. Um, me and Jimmy are both kind of pop culture nerds. Um, Jimmy's really big on uh, nostalgia cartoons and whatnot, and I'm a big. I've been reading comic books since I was the age of four or five, and I'm now thirty five. So my History with Batman goes back 30 years up to the point where I honestly don't even remember how I first encountered the character. Do you remember how you first encountered the uh, Batman character? Um, I do. It's probably much different than you, than you uh, but I'm sure a lot of people out there have this same experience. Mine was the Burton film. I probably had seen like the, the Super Friends. I had seen Batman and Robin on um, Scooby-Doo, but for me, it was definitely the Batman 89 film. And upon after, of course, the movie came out, I, I became a big fan of Batman 66, which was in reruns. See, that's where I thought you were going to say that. Uh, see, I didn't watch that until because, because Batman 89 I, came out and was so big that they put the reruns on. So that that was really, because me, Adam West is kind of my Batman. But uh, 89, I saw 89 first and then went back to the 66 show. Um, but I think for me, the quintessential Batman is what we're talking about here, Batman the Animated Series. It's just a perfect blend of every Batman for me. I watched the first two seasons of 
around the third season when they it became the adventures of Batman and Robin, I had quit watching it because I think they kept like shoveling the time slot around. I didn't know when it was on. So really looking forward to getting in, into those, especially because those will be new to me. I watched the, uh, the syndicated. We'll probably talk a lot about the syndicated episodes as opposed to the later Saturday morning uh, episodes, which I didn't see a whole lot of, which are the later runs. Um, I saw all the ones that came on at five or whenever it was. Yeah, it was about it was five o'clock. It was five o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So it was like DuckTales, Chippendale Ooh. Rescue Rangers, um, and Batman the Animated Series. Probably at some point Animaniacs came in. It was a thing as well. Do you remember the first time that you heard that a Batman the Animated Series was coming on to like kids at WB? Yeah, I do. And it, maybe I can take a look at YouTube and find a commercial that would show us a Fox affiliate. And I can put that right here. Tomorrow on Batman, when a winged creature terrorizes Gotham, ah, get away! Witnesses accuse the wrong man. The Batman's been sighted breaking in the Phoenix land, and the police declare war. I want him by any means necessary. On the prime suspects, we'll smoke them out. Watch the animated series Batman tomorrow afternoon on Fox. And there it was, if I found it. If it didn't, then it was just a weird, <laughs> awkward space. Um, but yeah, it was probably a, a thing that came on during Fox Kids. It said, you know, this fall. Batman the Animated Series, um, and had that wonderful art, which right away just captured, you know, I, I knew what the Fleischer Batmans were, or Superman, sorry, the Fleischer Superman, Supermans were, Superman. uh, so I, I knew the reference, you know, I was like, oh, that's just like the Fleischer uh, cartoon, even at that age, I knew, because those were public domains, so uh, they were at my preschool, Fleischer Bat- Supermans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my mom had the a VHS of, there's like four of them on yes, there, yes. and mm-hmm. I, I owned that, that was actually, I think that was my earliest experience with Superman. The first so, time we saw what it. What was the yeah? What was your first episode? You watched the prime time special, I, I, right? I, I always say that I think I watched it in prime time, which I guess was Man Bat. Man, Man Bat was I forget the name of the episode right off. It's on second, leather wings. On leather wings. It's yeah. the officially the second episode. I think it was supposed to be the pilot episode, but they aired it the day after they aired the Cat and the Claw. Um, I think that was because Batman Returns came out. Well, and yeah. they wanted to capitalize on Catwoman because they had a name. That's something yeah. we we're going to we're going to talk about when we when, we get to when you finally watch uh, Cat in the Claw. I finally get around to watching. <laughs> but I, that's that's why they moved it because originally it was supposed to be the eleventh and twelfth episodes. Because in my brain, On Leather Wings is the first episode because it's the first one I saw. It's the first one on the DVD, but it's yeah. not. It was the Catwoman episode. And correct? you and you also know Man Bat's an early one because you have a different Alfred for like the different first, Alfred first three. I think he's three up in three yeah. episodes, and he sounds really really off. Brandon, do you have notes? What, I, what are we going? So, we have more um, things we want to talk about for this intro episode. So in each episode of our podcast, we're going to start the episodes with kind of a synopsis of the show itself. But we're also going to jump into this, to some what I like to call bat facts. We're going to start off with the fact that Batman the Animated Series debuted... On Fox Kids in September of 1992, it uh, went off in September of 95. I want to do bat facts. All right, back over to Brandon. Oh, I think we have a tag now. Yeah, for now on, I'll put that in. Just me saying bat facts. Over to you, Brandon. That's that'll be our little little stinger for whenever it's time for bat facts. I dig it. We'll do some cute little things, and it's just like a morning zoo around here. And speaking of changing the name of the show, uh, the last season, the last 15 episodes of Batman the Animated Series, which actually turned into The Adventures of Batman and Robin, because at the time, uh, Fox wanted to focus more on Robin's inclusion, which is interesting. Now, some more bat facts include that IGN named 
Batman the Animated Series, the num number one comic book cartoon of all time. Would you would you put this yeah. at number one for you? For me, it is. I know um, uh, pretty much, I think with everybody, it's kind of the same top two. It's, a lot of people love the X-Men animated series as well. Never watched it. You didn't watch? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once again, Jimmy's much older than me. I didn't watch the ones that people are, are that are touchstones to people. Um, yeah, especially uh, especially X Men and X Men. I know the theme song, but I just yeah. The Whitney Houston song. Never saw it. My buddy Ron would say that show. It's it's good, but Batman, in my opinion, is way better. But yeah, I would put X Men as my number two. TV God actually named Batman the animated series the seventh best. Uh, cartoon of all time and that includes you know like the simpsons and south park and like any cartoon you can think of batman the animated series also won four emmy awards including outstanding animated program which i believe that went to alan burnett which we'll talk about him in a little bit um let's go ahead and t talk about how the cartoon kind of began because uh this is where batman 89 kind of comes in again batman 89 was huge when it came out do you, uh, did you see it in theaters? Oh, of course. Of course. Do you remember the theaters being super packed for it? I remember the back, the back symbol was everywhere. Was that one of the movies that really got the whole summer blockbuster thing going? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it really ignited it and uh, certainly took comic book movies to a different uh, level because before then we just you know had the Christopher Reeves movie. But even then, those had been years prior, and at that point they kind of petered out into schlock. Um, and this was take, going a darker... I mean, everyone had knows this, it taking a darker tone and, and taking it more seriously looking back i don't it's not really all that serious but you know uh, it was at the time you know i think as a kid's show mm -hmm. as something that's on wb kids it's very serious well this cartoon I definitely think. i mean it blew our minds because we're watching as i said i think chip and dale rescue rangers or whatever the lead-in mm -hmm. is and then you see this show it's kind of heavy where and of course we'll talk about the art style where the art is done on just black paper the, um, and literally the people making it or the studio is like we can't is this legally is this too dark like i mean looking at it it looks black it is black you can't barely make out gotham city because it's so dark um so people had all kinds of questions of whether not just the content but uh, the visual style, which there's just there was nothing like it at the time. I mean, I remember that thing. Oh my God, this is on at five o'clock, <laughs> and it looks incredible. They were undergoing a renaissance at the time with a show called Tiny Toons, mm -hmm. which was a, that that was a Steven Spielberg joint, right? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And uh, very very uh, successful for them. Um, and there's some key names that came from Tiny Toons that led to Batman the Animated Series becoming a, the successful show that it was. Uh, two big names are Bruce Timm and, and, and Eric Radomski. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Bruce Timm and Eric Radomski, they uh, co-created, designed, and produced Batman the Animated Series. And th these guys were basically just two schmucks doing Tiny Toons. Um, and they plucked them off of Tiny because they came up with a, a, like a pilot, a little like a two-minute pilot. And uh, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll do this, and you two guys can do it. And they're like, what? We're just two schmucks doing Tiny Toons. Um, so everything about the show, even the people behind it, were just like kind of flying by the seat of their pants and doing something that really had never been done, certainly at 5 o'clock. You know who else came from Tiny Toons, actually? Paul Dini. Uh, Paul, Paul Dini, yeah, he Paul. Worked, worked on that. And, of course, Dini worked on all kinds of, uh, he did some He-Man, he more script stuff for mm -hmm. over the years. Um, so all, basically most of the talent, uh, came from Tiny Toons. They even, mm -hmm. I think they were even using like the art, the, the palette, the, the, the paint palette is also from Tiny Toons. 
Um, so it, it's weird that there's a bleed over from Tiny Toons to that, but I mean, they came on at the same, you know, back to back, but uh, one kind of begat the other, which is kind of weird. For those who don't know, Paul Denny is one of the main writers on the show, and he contributed pretty much almost almost all of their classic episodes, the one that people think of fondly, you know, in 2021. Heart of Ice, Almost Got Them, which is what our podcast is named mm-hmm. after. Uh, Trial, uh, so many of the really, really great episodes. Pretty much the father. And he cre- the father of Harley Quinn. Let's say he, he yes. created Harley Quinn, yeah. which... When we do the Joker episode that introduces her, we're, we're going to take a deep dive into that. That's his baby. It'll be a lot that's of fun. Uh, another name that's very important, this guy did not come from Tiny Toons, but he did come from Super Friends, ironically, which oh. is one of the original homes of, of an animated Batman character. And I'm talking about Alan Burnett. He is the writer and producer uh, who was a big part of uh, Disney Afternoons for a while. Um, I remember I seeing he, that in Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears, and stuff that's like that. the yeah. main one. The Wuzzles? He, he might have done, I think he did the Wuzzles. And uh, he was. Do you uh, remember the Wuzzles? I did, I did not. I'm an watch old the man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I remember the Wuzzles, but no one else does. But Gummy Bears, most people remember. Go ahead, let's hear about Alan Burnett. <laughs> I want to hear about the Wuzzles now. Remember the Wuzzles? <laughs> well, there are two, two types of fun wrapped up and rolled into one. There's like a, like a hippopotamus bee. Oh, there are two animals put into each other, and I was a big fan. It was like the first, Disney's first foray into anim, into uh, Saturday mornings um, was the Wuzzles, but it's not really remembered anymore. But Gummy Bears is, but not uh, the Wuzzles. Now, what what is the name of that documentary on YouTube that we watch? Um, Heart of Darkness? Heart of Darkness, I believe, which I think was a Comic-Con panel kind of movie thing yeah. um, that they streamed. Yeah, uh, Alan Burnett kind of explained on there his time on Super Friends and he was always a big Batman fan, but he hated that they were kind of like handcuffed to being very extremely G-rated in a way. Like I don't they, think he was a fan of '66 either. You know, he he thought it was too goofy. He, didn't think it was too he, goofy. he was a purist. He thought yeah. you know Batman should be kind of grim and gritty. Mm-hmm. And you gotta remember Batman. Yes, he was a lot of fun in the '60s, and they made they reflected that in the comic books. But in the 1980s, DC was just like, okay, we want to get back to basics. We want to make Batman just dark, grim, and gritty. Burnett was on Super Friends, and there would be times where Batman and Robin would be like facing off against spiders because they were shrunk because they kind of ran out of ways to take on villains. So the Justice League got shrunken, and they fought spiders. But the producers were so worried about kids seeing spiders get hurt that when they threw spiders off the ledge, you would see the spiiders walk back up like they were okay we and will that, touch on that a lot in these episodes about that, those little things which, that happens in cat and but Claw. don't worry he's okay or there's a it's newspaper a, that says man survived you know they always there's always got to be that but i'm sure there's some times when people died we'll talk about too maybe mm-hmm. yeah uh maybe. But, but yeah Bur- uh-huh. burnett wanted a batman cartoon that was dark and suited the character itself mm-hmm. now the censors of kid tv shows at the time didn't love gunshots they didn't love violence at all but because of the success of the uh, Tim Burton Batman 89, they were a little bit more lenient. Got away they were with just it. like, okay, this was huge for the movies. Maybe this can be really good for our uh, television programming. Let's talk about the, uh, the theme music for a minute. It was a, that was some leftover Danny Elfman uh, score, right? For the, 
the main one? Yeah, I believe the main theme. Shirley Walker does most of the incident, the music, the score. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Elfman does. That's still Elfman's well, theme. Yeah, Shirley Walker, uh, when they changed it to Adventures of Batman and Robin, she took over for that as well. Uh, she, uh, for those that don't know, Shirley Walker is actually uh, Elfman's protege and, con- and sometimes conductor. So Did incredible work on that. Fantastic. She just. Again, for something that came on at five, these these scores are just wonderful. They work in Elfman's themes. Uh, Walker has like her own kind of her own kind of Batman theme. Yeah, um, and it's just incredible that you're watching this uh, watching this at, at five o'clock while you're eating leftover meatloaf with your family. This this cartoon. Oh, this, I'm sorry. This animated, animated series. series. It's not a cartoon. It's an animated series. It's not Batman the cartoon. It's not Animaniacs the animated series. That's a cartoon. Batman. That's an animated series. Uh. Back to Bruce Tim and Eric Rad- Rad- Radomski. Radomski. Yeah. I want to keep saying Randomski. Radowski. Radomski. Radomski. Bruce Tim and uh, Eric, Eric Radomski, they created the look of the show. Essentially, they uh, they said that their main influences was, of course, Tim Bur- once again, Tim Burton's Batman, sure. but also the uh, Flesher Superman cartoons and Space Ghost, of all things. Uh, they were big about uh, vintage color schemes with kind of film noir influences. Um, all the backgrounds were painted using light colors and black paper. So everything, as you said earlier, everything looked darker and more mysterious, which I thought was really cool. A lot of surreal elements, just again, stuff that they were really just trying different things. Certainly the first couple episodes are very much like, they're just like, let's try this. And sometimes things don't work and sometimes they do, uh, but it's always interesting. Let's go ahead and uh, say it. You can't have a successful Batman the Animated Series without a successful person playing Batman, the title character. That goes without saying. So, enter Kevin Conroy, who was born on November 30th, uh, 1955 in Westbury, New York. Uh, He grew up wanting to be an actor. I think his first gig was on a soap called Another World. Um, he went to Juilliard, which he was a room, his roommate was Robin Williams, which I thought was really oh, cool. Yeah, I, I did, I did hear that. I did see that along the way. Uh, Robin Williams was in his group at Juilliard as well as Kelsey Grammer. Oh, the wow. Fraser guy. Let's see those three hanging out. And scrambled eggs. Uh, early in his career, Kevin Conroy did a lot of Shakespeare, which you can, I mean, with that voice, yeah. kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he, he was the lead in some of them. I can't remember which ones, uh, like I could see King Lear, Richard. Did he do Hamlet? He did do Hamlet. Kevin Conroy he does did do Hamlet. Hamlet. I on there. Uh, Kevin Conroy, also, this is something I never knew until the other day, but Kevin Conroy is openly gay, which I don't think that's talked about enough. God. A openly gay Batman. That's pretty pave awesome. Paved the way. Back in 1992. Um, his first voice, what I think is really cool about him, though, is his first voice work audition was actually Batman, even though he... Did not come in to audition for Batman originally. Do you know who he tried to audition for? No, first? I don't. I don't know this. What Harvey Bullock, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Imagine Kevin Conroy doing Harvey Bullock. It's hard, now. hard to imagine. It all it's kind of all kind of worked out in a way that I can't imagine it being any different than what it is. Now, one thing that made Kevin Conroy a Batman so like great and also kind of uh, trendsetting in a way, he was the first guy to really change his voice when he was playing mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. Because Bruce Wayne was very kind of loose and not as hi there, know, Harvey. Deep. How you doing? You know, it's a very, very von vaught kind of kind of voice. And then, of course, Batman was, "I am the Knight. I am Batman." 
There's actually a moment in On Leather Wings when he's dressed as Batman, but he's doing the Bruce Wayne voice, and it's very strange. I don't know how many well, times we'll see that the, throughout episodes, but it's just it's weird to see him act one way while coming out of Batman. He has played Batman more than anybody, obviously. Not only did he do the voice in Batman the Animated Series, he did the voice of him in New Adventures of Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, which I've never seen before. Uh, Maybe we'll get to it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, over the years, it's like everyone's just, you know, he, he, so much respect for Conrad for keeping the character uh, uh, alive and doing it for so long. It's longer than, you know, anyone else's uh, played the character. So, How does Conroy for you compare to the other guys that have played Batman over the years? Um, it's hard to, to take Conroy out of just the character himself. Um, but just the way he differentiated the two um, is so much better than... Uh, this. I don't want to get into a, uh, who's the guy in the... Christian Bale? Yeah, I don't want to get into that whole thing, um, but uh, he, he just... kind of Christian Bale kind of barked. Uh, yeah, the way <laughs> the way he's so smooth. Just like that episode we're talking about in Leather Wings, where he's he, one static shot where he goes from Bruce Wayne to Batman. It doesn't come off as, well, cartoony. Uh, there's just a style to the, hi, how you doing? I'm Bruce Wayne. To, yeah, it's just a very, it's, it's not, it's subtle, but not so yeah. subtle. Um and, uh, yeah, I think it's in some ways one of the best representation of the character. Yeah. Uh, for me, I still, I still read Batman comics every couple of weeks when they come out. Every time I read the comics, I hear Kevin Conroy's voice. I was wondering, voice. I was going to, I was going to ask um, that if you read it in Conroy's voice. When I read, I kind of cast, you know, voice actors mm-hmm. or voices of actors I know in my head. Conroy is always my Batman. Uh, my Bruce Wayne is, it tends to be Christian Bale, actually. Oh. Just because I want to try to differentiate a little bit, but. Yeah, whenever I read comics and I see Batman on the page, Kevin Conroy is all I can think of. And I, Bruce Wayne is yelling at people about the boom mic? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, compared to the other Batman, um, who's who's your favorite person to ever play Batman in general? This, it doesn't have to be Conroy since it's Batman po- animated series podcast. But. Well, now we're getting into the deep stuff on this first podcast. We're going to do that for the villains. When the different villains pop up on the show, we're going to talk about our favorite takes. performance. Now, what was the question again? I was blathering. Who was your favorite person to play Batman? And you can also put your favorite person to play Bruce Wayne as well. Um, I think there is no more, putting Conroy aside, there is no perfect actor um, to to portray Batman for what Batman was than Adam West. Um, I don't think there was anyone else at that time in 66 that could have played that Batman the way he played it. Um, For me, it's just, his amusement is just perfect. Um, Batman on film, I don't think we've gotten the quintessential Batman on film. Uh, I grew up with Keaton, so I, I, the nostalgia is there. Um, but I just, I think we're going to, he's just not quintessential for me the way Conroy is in animation. I don't think live action has had that. And, and, and Adam West is different. It's a whole nother, that's like a Twilight Zone. That's a, yeah, that's a totally different. It, yeah. It shouldn't even be talked about what we're talking about, but <laughs> I'm a 66 guy, so I got to pull it in. There is an episode where we'll be talking a lot about him though. Yes, there will which, be. Uh, yes, there not will. Wait, we're probably going to have a special guest on for that episode. I hope so. What do you think, Brandon, as far as your Batmans? <sighs> I, I think, I th- it's hard to beat Conroy as Batman, in my opinion. Um, when it comes to like film Batmans, I always really like Michael Keaton. Keaton stuff. I didn't see any of the Keaton movies in theaters originally because mm-hmm. like I said I, I'm a little bit younger. Um, when Batman Returns came out, my parents thought it would be too scary for me. So, mm-hmm. but they bought it for me when it came out on VHS. When it was like 
you know, not a hundred bucks. Right. Because VHSs were very different back then. Um, so the first Batman movie I saw in theaters was Batman Forever, which at uh-huh. the time I loved. And I haven't watched Me it too. recently, but I feel like that one's kind of underappreciated in a way. I think so too. I think so too. I think people lump it in within Ro- Batman and Robin, and I don't think it really deserves that. I, I don't. I mean, you got totally a different Batman it, in there. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it has its problems, but I think it's just a really. It might be the most entertaining uh, Batman movie. It just it, it pleases. Um, so does Schumacher get really zany because of the Batman '66 show, or? I think just the studio was just like we want it to be. We don't want it to be what Burton did. Yeah. Was, so I think everything was like definitely different. Don't than what do Burton what did. that guy did. Do something else. And Schumacher's not a Schumacher's a dark guy. He, you know, he did eight millimeter for God's mm-hmm. sake and Lost Boys. Um, that really wasn't his. And he's he's said this over the years. Um, that was what the studio wanted. They wanted to sell toys, and he was like, "Hey, I'm here to do that." But I do think Forever is a nice blend of between Returns and Batman and Robin. I don't think it gets uh, it, it gets crapped on and really i don't think that's it's yeah, not quite fair I, I, I like forever a lot i think val kilmer was really i think really he's good. fine i think he's great yeah nicole kidman was beautiful in that movie uh, mm-hmm. um I just, I just realized by the way i don't think we ever introduced who we were oh, hi, I'm, I'm jimmy <laughs> i'm brandon and for brandon. the record yeah we haven't said our names i don't think the whole time and we like uh, the batmans so we're talking about the batmans yeah, this is our first go, so we'll we'll get a lot more smoother as time. Yeah, we don't. Sure. We, as I said, we've never done this, so like people who who uh, jump ship five minutes ago, five minutes in don't know this, but uh, you know this will get better as we go. So certainly, if you're listening to this, leave us some feedback because we're trying to make this better as we go, doing one podcast at a time, and then seeing you know getting some information and seeing how the next one goes. So we'll we'll get better as we go. And it uh, will be a lot different once we start tackling episodes. Yes. Next episode, we've got some formats. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun, I think. Once Jimmy can watch the right Once episode. I write watch the right episode, yes. So, uh, we've introduced ourselves, introduced what we're doing. Um, I guess uh, in, if you wanna take the ride with us, uh, like and do people like and follow these they, podcasts? They can ride with us into the dark night if they would like to. I can't think of a better way to end <laughs> that's, that's... this podcast. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Almost got him. The pilot episode. Uh, come back next time for the actual first episode of Batman the Animated Series B2AS, which is... The Cat and the Claw, part one and two. It's episode one and eight, which is a little confusing, but we'll talk about that. Meow. See you all next week. We won't see you. I think the meow is a good tag. Oh, you think so? <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm going to add on to it and ruin it. We'll see you all next week. We won't see you all, but we'll hear, you'll hear us next week. See you then. Same bat... That same bad time. It's not, no, 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 no. So, too easy. <laughs> Goodbye. I am vengeance. That was my AOL. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.